down the back straight away. The crowd explodes, but Freddie takes the lead. Oh, baby! Now join Michael Rigsby from the Dirt on Dirt studio for Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. In my opinion, it's the most fan-engaging event in the sport. Rarely do you know where your dollar is going, other than just the pure entertainment. The Dirt Million gives you an element of, you know what, you're helping somebody. And the points and, and being able to select a specific driver, it's kind of like waving your own flag. And, and really, you know, just like how there's all these racing t-shirts, the Dirt Million is a way digitally be vocal about you know, the, the driver that you want to support the most and put points towards. and It's definitely going to be the highest paying race I've ever been involved in. A new approach to, you know, having a dirt lay model race has got the site that you can go on and check out, you know, the progression of the, the purse and how it's growing, you know, each day and the driver's thing. It's just kind of a new a new spin on things. So it's um, it's cool to see someone step up and, you know, take, take that next step, which our, I think our sport kind of needs. I mean, it's definitely exciting. Anytime we can race uh, for big money, that's what we do. That's what we do for a living. So we're, uh, you know, we're ready to go. Right now, it's up to who knows how many dollars to win, so uh, we're looking forward to it. Out of turn four. Oh, it's with a crossover. One of them to one, and they go side by side, door to door. It's really the best way as a fan to get involved with the sport, in my opinion. I guess it's just the next step, uh, you know, from a promoter side that, that I think needs to happen. Taryn, I thought of a few ways to open this show tonight, but I thought a simple sentence might suffice. So here goes. This is this is my starting sentence for this Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. The second highest paying dirt late model race of all time is happening this weekend. I'll say it again for those of you that might not have got it the first time. Behind only the Eldora Million is this weekend's Dirt Million at Mansfield Motor Speedway. The second highest paying dirt late model race ever ever that turn that's all time all time that's all of the times will be held this friday and saturday in mansfield ohio this meanwhile is kaiser manufacturing's late model live for tuesday night august 21st and it is a big week in our sport typically we reach this point in the year where school is back in session the crown jewel run has come to an end and we're all basically waiting for labor day the unofficial end of the summer and of course the world 100 we're all waiting for the world 100 but not this year this year and this weekend the dirt million cody summers crowdfunding idea for a race finally comes to life and if there was a race if the race, I should say, were to happen right now as we're doing this show on Tuesday night, it would pay $186,000 to win and just under 4000 to start at 3700 Our next hour, we are going to talk a lot of Dirt Million. We're going to have Cody on to break down all the particulars of the weekend. And our pay attention segment is a little bit different tonight than we have had in the past. And the fact that I think there are some people out there who are still sort of wondering how exactly... Does this dirt million work with the purse? And in fact, it's such a huge portion of the ticket sales 
and the merchandise and our pay-per-view and everything else could still drive the number up. Cody's video team did an explainer video last weekend, and we will have that for our pay attention segment. Speaking of that pay-per-view, do not forget, if you want to watch every single lap of the Dirt Million, the inaugural Dirt Million Live, you can do so right here at DirtOnDirt.com. We are putting a lot into this production, tons of different camera angles, announcers all over the place, Ben Shelton, Dustin Jarrett, James Essex. And an important thing to remember, like I mentioned, a piece of every pay-per-view sale goes towards the purse. So as this purse gets higher and higher through the pay-per-view and all the other stuff I mentioned, the purse ticker, turn, bring us back on camera, the purse ticker, you will see, there it is right there, you will see, turn, I'm so bad at that, you will see <laughs> this a lot throughout the weekend, right now with 372, 349, you will see that as the pay-per-view and everything drives it up. To me, it's one of the coolest things about this event is that we head to Mansfield not knowing exactly what this race will pay. We know the maximum that it will pay, or the minimum, excuse me, excuse me, the minimum. We do not know the maximum, which is kind of neat. We're going to this place. It's one of the few unknowns in our sport. There is plenty more Dirt Million stuff coming up. But real quick, I think this is not only a big weekend, but it is an important weekend as well. Remember, for the second time in three years, the topless 100 list past Friday and Saturday, would have been Thursday, Friday, Saturday this year, rained out totally called early in the week so we lost our crown jewel momentum hook spa that we talked about earlier with mooney's big race in batesville being rained out completely and then you're kind of excited because you know okay all these guys are going to scatter to the wind and go racing but then a bunch of other races also get rained out and and then other shows are going till two in the morning with the wet weather it was just kind of a weird weekend overall which is why i say it would be nice to get back on track with some rhythm here at Mansfield and this just totally new concept for an event that we're about to head to. The World of Outlaws were able to get in three of their four races over the weekend. And I want to I want to dive into that Outlaw Points chase a little bit more, too, because I don't know that it's getting enough love just how good the top three and the points chase are on the Craftsman World of Outlaws Late Model Series right now. We're going to have more on that later in the show. Suave makes a pick for the million. Turn goes Shawshank for his turn's turn. Five to go, one-on-one with Cody Summer, and a whole lot more. Let's get it going. Five things off the bat. Number one on five things. It's actually kind of impressive that in the midst of a really crappy weather weekend out east, the World of Outlaws managed to get in three of their scheduled four races. First up, Georgetown Speedway on Thursday in Delaware, where points leader Chris Madden got his seventh win of the year. How good has Madden been? He held off Rick Eckert to lead every single lap. Big one for the 44. Williams Grove rained out Friday. Saturday, they moved to Port Royal, where just like last year, they waited on the rain for a good amount of time, but finally got it in where Mike Marler took the lead right here from Ross Robinson on lap five. It was great to see Ross lead some laps, though. Mikey slipped past him, though, and kept Brandon Shepard at bay to get his fifth tour win of the year, and that was Mikey's first ever trip to Port Royal. But maybe the headliner was on Sunday where Chase Younghands, who has not won or had not won a World of Outlaws race in three years. There he is. It had been a long time for the 18 car. Finally got off the schneid. He led every lap but that one right there as Brandon Shepard was able to get by him. Shepard came from 16th, but credit to Chase. He settled down got the lead right back, went on to lead the final 12 laps, and got a much, much-needed victory. And also, 
a much-needed haircut for his crew guy, Corey Richmond, who said he would not get his haircut this year until Chase won again. And I love this. Rick Eshelman says, Chase, here are the scissors. Turn, I don't know if those are professional-grade scissors for haircutting, but he's lopping the locks off right there. Overall, a fun three-day weekend capped by Young Hands win in PA. I know anytime you see that blue one card behind you, you know it's going to be tough to beat them. But uh, luckily we got it done tonight, and I just can't thank everyone. Thank my crew, Corey, Vinny, Bobby. Them guys work their tails off, and this one's been coming a long time. So uh, definitely tickled to death. Yeah, we got in lap traffic there, and uh, those guys were running in the infield there in front of me and throwing those loose crumbs out. And it was uh, kind of like riding on ice there behind them guys. So uh, we got a little bit too loose there when we caught lap traffic. But uh you know, we didn't make no mistakes and uh, done what we needed to do to get a win tonight. And thanks to my guys that worked hard for me. Yeah, that's right. You know, uh, it's been it's been a been a long year and it's a hard fought year so far. And uh, coming down here to the end, and uh, we're still in this thing, so I got to be happy about that. The World of Outlaws are off for a full month until they return at the appropriately named Outlaw Speedway in New York on September 21st. Only seven points races left to decide the championship. Number two on five things. Speaking of that points championship, let's give it a little bit of love because I'm not sure we realize just how good this is. It's been Lucas the last couple of years, the Lucas series, that's had those great points chases to the end, and they still may, but right now this outlaw thing's coming right down to it. Let's take a quick look at the post-East Coast swing standings. Madden, Marler, Shepard, one, two, three. Marler only 22 points back. Shepard only 30 points back. That is unreal for this late in the year to have three guys that tight. You ask anybody that knows anything, and they will tell you for sure, this is coming down to the final night at the World Finals at Charlotte, particularly because Shepard's in third. We all know that Rocket House Car team is going to make a final push. They might not win it, but they're going to be right there for it. So him being in third means it's going to remain tight. Also, we know the talent and depth that Lucas has. They got a lot of both. But don't sleep on the top three here with the World of Outlaws. They are continuously in the top five of our JRI Shocks Top 25 poll. And I think collectively as a sport, the quote-unquote experts agree that these guys are three of the five best drivers in the country right now. This is exciting for the sport, exciting for the Outlaws, and it will be an exciting final seven races. Our own Kevin Kovac just covered these guys out east, and he's still not sure who's going to win this thing. It's, it's so incredibly tight this year. It's incredible. Like, where you think one guy's going to separate, get a little bit of an advantage, and they don't. Um, but you look at the last races left. I mean, you got – obviously, it ends at the dirt track of Charlotte. That's a place where Chris Madden is always so good. I mean, he, he, he's incredible there. Dirt Oval 66 Raceway, that's a place where, where uh, Chris Madden won last year. Uh, and, but then other places are, you know, the small, always really just two small tracks would be Outlaw Speedway and, and you got Atomic Speedway too. So I, I, the way it's, it's shaken out this year, you know, now Mike Marler, he, he just got two new cars for the stretch run. Uh, he brought a new car out this past weekend. So he's 100% in here making a good, uh, good battle here to the end. And, and, and you know that, that uh, the Rocket Chassis House Guard team is doing it. And it. It's almost hard to, like, give one guy the advantage on this. That's what's so cool about this whole point race. They have been so close all year long, nobody pulls away. And and that's why I, I, I don't have one favorite on that. If I was good a little bit, maybe i do Chris Madden because he's the guy in the lead, and he's so good in those last few races, especially at their track at Charlotte. Let's take a look at a few more stats, courtesy of Todd Turner. Through 36 races, the big three on the Outlaws have combined to win 23 of them. That's 64%. Also, the 2018 trio could set a series record if Marler can win his sixth series race. I think he will. 
That would mark the first time in series history with three drivers winning six or more races. Like we said, this is coming down to the final checkered flag at Charlotte at the World Finals. So buckle up. Number three, I've talked up the ethanol series for the past few years. The Michigan-based group has done a great job in their home state. But this weekend, they ventured south and west and put together two really good programs. First at Wilmot, where the other guys were wishing the topless 100 did not get rained out, so Dennis Herb didn't come in and win. He got a little help right there. Brian Shirley spun out while leading, and I love when this thing is over. Dennis Herb Jr. takes the lead from Shirley after he spins out right there while leading. Herb has to wear the crown and the cape afterwards. I know Dennis. I'm sure he wasn't that thrilled about that. Next night, Shirley did atone. He comes back to his home state of Illinois, where he leads every lap this time around and wins $4,000 at LaSalle. These shows just had a good feeling to them. Newer series in two states they've never been, 40 cars at Wilmot, 35 at LaSalle, and the Illinois boys held it down on the ethanol tour Friday and Saturday. Yeah, it just says a testament to our team, all the effort that we put in with, uh, you know, Bob and Lisa Cohen giving us everything we could possibly wish for. So can't thank them enough. Thomas Can Express, Kids Castle, Cheap Cars, KBC Graphics, our uh, Mark and C. Baker at Rocket Chassis. Our Durham Motor ran great tonight. Um, can't thank Midwest Sheet Metals, Ted Brown, Integration Shocks, everybody that helps us. So, And i got to thank my wife and kids and my dad and, and Donna back home. They really help us, uh, for help me a lot back home when I'm on the road keeping everything under control. The way our year's been this year hasn't been stellar, but, uh, you know, we got ourselves in position there, and uh, I don't know what happened there with uh, – with Brian, I knew he was leading there, and then all of a sudden they told me to take the lead, so I didn't know what was going on. But, uh, you know, we you know, we had a good car. As soon as we got out to second there, you know, we started finding a little rhythm. But, uh, you know, I don't know what it would happen if we would have played that out. But, uh, you know, it's good, good to get the win here tonight. I'm going to vote turn that Dennis Herb just wears a crown and cape around everywhere. That could be his hook. I like that. Call it a hunch. I think we'll see the ethanol series in Illinois and Wisconsin a little bit more. Solid group, and they had a solid weekend. Number four. Tip of the hat to our friends at Portsmouth Raceway Park. They had plenty of chances to throw in the towel on the Fred Dillow Memorial with rain and just general dampness this Saturday, but they fought through it and got the show in. It was 2 a.m. about, but they got it in. But before we get to the feature, Delmas Conley, the 71 right there, took a nasty ride in his heat race turn. I'm sore after like one day at the gym. Delmas is 76, and he's out here flipping like that. Ugh. R.J. told me, though, his son, R.J. Conley, told me he feels good. No issues. You can't keep him down. I'm glad Delmas is okay. He is, in fact, a certified badass. The night was capped off by no surprise here. Jackie Boggs picking up the $5,000 win where he led every lap but the first one. It was a long wait into the night, but it was well worth it for Jackie, who, like I said, no shock, got another PRP victory. Man, it's, it's awesome. His family, you know, uh, Sherry and, and them, I know uh, I knew his wife, she used to work at the unemployment office them them girls uh they work so hard the whole dillo family works so hard at putting this race on and putting extra money all through the field and and you know it's just they do a lot for racing and just to keep that uh the fred legacy going it's it's just awesome i, I mean i've actually hate to tell you how old i am but i've, I've raced with fred dillo before <laughs> so it's awesome as Jackie said, special shout-out to the Dillo family, especially our good friend Susan, who works her tail off for this thing. They got an event record turn, 110 sponsors wow. to help pay for spots through the field and contingency awards. It's a neat regional race we love to cover every year. Glad they gutted it out and got it in. And finally, number five, I had to do it. Had to do it. Jimmy Mars was getting jealous that his son Sammy was getting all the attention on Late Model Live. 
with Soda Late Model Race Friday night at Red Cedar Speedway in Mars' hometown of Menominee. And we can all agree, by the way, look how good that red 28 looks. I might like it better than the white 28. Jimmy gets by Pat Door just past the halfway mark. They had a pretty good race. And he cruised to his second straight Dwayne Mater Memorial victory. This win worth $5,555. He finally got to stick it to his son, Sammy Turn, uh, on this big win. It was just a neat night and neat victory for Jimmy Mars. Well, it, it definitely is. I mean, it's a it's a place that I grew up racing and, and hold it definitely dear in my heart. Um, and and really, we're all uh, just a, a, a big racing family. You know, we might have our instances where we don't see eye to eye all the time, but you know, we're we're all just a good racing family. So when everybody gets together and and races hard and puts a good show on for the fans, you know, it's just a like you said, a feel-good story. In passing, passing Pat, Pat Door, Door, I know you had to love that, sliding by Door. If I was there, I would have teased him about it. That had to be good, <laughs> too. Well, the the cool thing that we have up here, we have a lot of, of good competitors, and, you know, we, we all race hard, but um, at after it's over with, we can rib each other about what <laughs> happened and, and just go about our business and have a good time, so... Um, you know, it was. We had a good time racing, Pat. We were, you know, um, changing the lead there a handful of times, and and uh, it was it was fun. Turn as Jimmy has scaled back from his national traveling in the last couple of years, and won more of these Wasota Challenge races. He got his fourth of the year in his seventh of his career. And ironically, I thought this was neat that tied him with the late Dwayne Mater himself on seventh on the all-time Wasota Challenge Cup win list. So it was a neat kind of postscript to the night. That was. Five things. Turn, what do you think? Can I pitch Dennis on the idea of wearing the crown and the cape? And Dennis Herb Jr., he just becomes like, uh, you're too young for this, the whiz from uh, from Seinfeld. Where he walks around with like a scepter all the time. Would, <laughs> would Dennis go for this? Uh, no. No, I think you could pitch it. But, oh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. He will but let will me say happen. the words, yeah. but I don't think anything yeah. from that. I'm going to check with Heather Line. Heather Line might. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go there instead. I debated long and hard this week on what exactly I wanted to do for pay attention. And one topic that we did have and we will do eventually this is actually something I like to talk about and debate is the term crown jewel. I'm going to do air quotes. Crown jewel. Where it came from, where it was first used, what is a crown jewel in late model racing, what is it? It's always a hot topic. We are just in the heat of crown jewel season right now. So I thought maybe we just do that. What is a crown jewel? We'll have a few folks on to debate the idea. And it also perfectly ties in this week to the dirt million and the fact that, of course, this race could pay, might likely pay $200,000 to win. And on some level, it almost has to be considered a crown jewel. But there are those hardcores out there. We even have a few of them on our staff who say, I need a little more time before I can just throw crown jewel status around. So I decided to wait on that. We will circle back to that idea in the future. But it led me to another topic as far as the Dirt Million goes. I think for the most part, people get how this uh, idea of Cody's and this event works from the ticket sales to the T-shirt sales, the concessions, the pay-per-view sales. All of that goes towards the purse. There's a predetermined equation once the, the purse just keeps raising uh, rising, and all of that money goes towards the purse. But I know that some explanation is still required a little bit. So this past week at Mansfield, Cody did a sit-down. He's got a video team that he uses for Gateway and for this event. And I, I took a look at it. He's like, hey, take a look. Just tell me what you think. And I thought, you know what? That's pretty good, actually. That's actually kind of, I think that will help people understand the event a little more. So the light went off for my head. Understanding the Dirt Million and Cody's explanation of it is what we're paying attention to tonight. 
I think the the overall response from start to now with the Dirt Million has been amazing. The engagement aspect of it. Um, I've, I've said from day one that this event is the most fan engaging event, in my opinion, in the history of the sport. You can support the Dirt Million by just literally going online at dirtmillion.com um, and there's a ton of different ways to be involved and that's what makes it really cool and unique. It's not like um, it's not like you're just asking for a donation or something like that. It's you know you buy tickets to attend the race and a percentage goes to the ticker. The ticker is the, the constantly uh, evolving growth of the purse so it's, it's very transparent and it's the ability for anybody that wants to get involved and support it to see where their dollar is going, whether it be tickets or um, suites, camping, you name it. You can actually purchase fuel, you can purchase pit passes, tires, you can even pay an entry fee for a driver. It's, it's just a great way for a driver and for a team to really get support directly from their fans or their sponsors on, on a digital platform through the website DirtMillion.com. And again, that's, that's not something that's really been possible in the past. So I believe that this sport deserves high goals. And that's where the million came to be is, you know, let's work collectively together to try to achieve a million dollar purse. Um, I do think that it's gonna continue to grow and, and to, to put a specific number on it, I don't know that I could do that just yet because literally that ticker will keep growing all the way until driver introductions uh, the main event on, on August 25th. If you can't make it, one of the best ways obviously to support the event is is through uh, our pay-per-view partners at Dirt on Dirt and watch the race live and, and see and you, you'll literally be able to watch live on your TV and laptops, phones, whatever. You'll be able to actually see the ticker growing there too and getting those live updates and getting all that, you know, breaking information as it happens, even if you're not here on site, because it will be a contributing factor to that ticker and you'll actually be able to have an impact. Um, there's just really a lot of different ways. I mean, make sure you tell everybody, share this um, and, and spread the word and get the word out because yes, we've had we've had bigger paying races, but uh, literally only one. And, and it hasn't been done in a long time. So this is history. It's history being made and I mean, we're all race fans first. The best way that you can be a race fan is, is to get out here and, and watch the Dirt Million and support it and watch this history you know, play out before your eyes. It's impossible. Uh, if, we, if we don't work together and we don't, we don't uh, kind of almost promote this together and make this our event, our Dirt Million, um, it's not possible. So I just want to thank everybody. On behalf of myself and everybody at Mansfield Motor Speedway uh, and the Dirt Million presented by Arizona Sports Shirts, we hope to see you at Mansfield Motor Speedway on August 24th and 25th for the Dirt Million. I believe I was biting my nails term. I believe that Cody is placing that video on the Dirt Million Facebook page this week. Again, if you'd like to see it, actually, it might even be up as we're talking about that. I'm not sure. But I thought there were some good details in there that, you know, here's this ticker, all the money raises. I just thought it was a good explainer video. And I thought, you know what, in a time where it's really one of the main, main, main things going on this weekend, that's what we needed to pay attention to. Twitter question tonight pertains to what I talked about, and it is a good one. We spoke on Crown Jewels. So let's just tie it in. In its first year, can Mansfield's Dirt Million be considered a crown jewel event? 
at Dirt on Dirt, hashtag Late Model Live. You tell me, Twitterverse, you tell me, is this a crown jewel or isn't it? We will know after what well, turn. We won't know, but we're going to have some opinions after the break. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Marie up there is just uh, is a great person to talk to. They're always real easy. Uh, you need something, they get it right out. And uh, I just my program wouldn't be nearly where it's at without support like FK Rod ends. Everything on our car is you know the best in the business, and they're on there for a reason. And we just have such you know good relationships with Maria and them there, and and their products you know the best in the business, and that's why we run them. After nine years of trying, Scott Lucas finally a Show Me 100 winner at Lucas Oil Speedway. The Rocket Sassy Duro Power Saturday dominates in Muskegon County. Tonight here at Tri-City Speedway, Brian Shirley wins in all but turn number four. He's fourth of the season and sweeps the weekend. Brian Shirley wins in Bay County. And now through turns three and four, it's going to be Scott Lucas winning his eighth Dirt Lake Model 3. events need and should have an identity to them. I really do want to be a pioneer and have a lasting great impression on the sport. has has a power and has an ability to do something to people that they themselves probably don't even realize it, it can happen. No matter what, you you like to think about it. You know, you like to think about winning it. Uh, you know, today's racing, you can't count on anything. Uh, there's too many too many competitive cars, and you never know who might hit on something that night. And uh, you know, just that just be, that one spot, such a big difference too. So, uh, you know, it, it just like when the million came came around. You know, we put a lot of thought, a lot of energy into it, and and at Eldora, they didn't you know pull sheet metal and didn't do a number of things and, and I've built a lot of things around my race car for protection to be sure that I would finish that race and you know that's the key too you know you got to be sure you finish a race uh, that track is is quite unique and it's it's quite different uh, you got to have your shock package right and you know, but main thing is just finish a race it, it, it'd make a hell of a difference in our race program but 
and I'm sure it will anybody. I've spent a little bit of time with him, and we've discussed a lot of things, a lot of ideas. You know, he's definitely always thinking of promotion, promoting. You know, we discuss some things we might even do in the future as I slack off in racing. And, uh, yeah, there's there's a number of things that we bounce off each other, and I think that uh, we probably have some some kind of future together. You know, the big thing you do know is that it's for plenty, and it's going to be bigger than anything we're racing for now. So that makes it exciting in itself. And yeah, that that would be. Uh, you know, who knows? Yeah, it might be 250, you know, it could be, uh, it, but we definitely know it's going to be probably over 150. Or, uh, that's a good chunk of change. Scott Bloomquist and I have talked a ton about the Eldora Million over the years. He and I would reminisce about it all the time and how much he literally spent time-wise. He said he spent an entire off-season preparing his car for the Eldora Million and spent so much mental preparation on this event. Of course, he said, you know, this weekend at Mansell, it's not quite the same as the Eldora Million. That'll always sort of stand the test of time as what Earl did in, in that first big, big one. But he didn't hide the fact that he's really dialed in for this coming weekend. I mean, he is super focused on winning at Mansfield. I think the Batesville rainout only helps him in that way. If you looked at our fast talk segment this week and just other people picking, I think Scott is the overwhelming pick from people to win. Uh, you know, his career has been built on those big money shows. So we'll see if he can get one. Of course, the second highest paying dirt late model race of all time. Turn. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Good, sir. There's and you tell me the again. question again is in its first year, can I'm going to let you answer the first one, too. Can Mansfield's Dirt Million be considered a crown jewel? Turn the first one is from Bobby Pierce, and yep. he had a one word answer, and it was what? Duh. I mean, <laughs> so we know where Bobby Pierce's so, uh, opinion so is. So Bobby on this Pierce matter. votes yes. Uh, he goes with the hard duh. I'll take the next one is from uh, Adam Mart says it's the biggest payday of the year. Definitely a crown jewel. Give me one more two turn. Uh, Corey Milburn says, see, now here's somebody that falls on the other side of the spectrum. Too many crown jewel races. The only true crown jewels are the world, the show me, the north, south, and the dream. I would dispute that. I think there's definitely more than those that Corey mentioned. Turn, you take the next one. Oh, you give me the long one here. Yes, uh, old Natchez Energy. Yeah. Is that what that is? <laughs> I guess so, What a yeah. Twitter name. Okay. So uh, it's it's certainly a big event with big money, and Cody Summer is a great promoter. His events are epic, to say the least, but I think to be considered a crown jewel, it will need to have some sustainability. Let's give it three to five years, and then maybe a crown jewel tag can be placed, in my honest opinion. Uh, so That's another probably, guy on the yeah, yeah, another guy on the other side. And he's you know I don't think that he's on the other side as much as he's down the middle. He's not like a hardcore that's saying like no way in hell this is a crown jewel for right. sure it's a crown jewel. He's just saying love it, love the event, love the promoter. Let's give it a hot minute. So that's 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 probably the most uh, I don't know if logical's the term, but the most sensible take. And I'm yeah. proud of people getting on Twitter and being sensible. Yeah, which it doesn't is, uh, happen often. We've got a few more I think here. Michael Moat says I think a crown jewel race should have several criteria to be called that. Having a big purse is not the only qualifier. It should be a race that's been around for a while, a race that everybody wants to win and shows up or just two. I think this could fall into that category. Turn, we got one more. Yep. Uh, Dirt Million, with its season-making purse and fan involvement, should be considered the fifth major. Uh, what, what was that? Similar to players. Similar uh, to the Players' Championship yeah, in okay. golf, yes. Uh, joining the World Dream Dirt Track and uh, show me in my top five. So, there's one that thinks it uh, vaults into the top five right away. We are the the, the opinions of dirt late model fans vary greatly. Yes. Let's just put it that way. I've experienced <laughs> just a little it firsthand bit. over the last eleven or twelve years. 
uh, and I can experience that. We haven't had, and I, I'm, we'll see more responses. I may even address them a few on air on Friday uh, while we're live at Mansfield. We haven't had a show since Florence, and of course, I got into another heated turn. And this one heated, it was contentious. Top 25 debate at the North South, where this time they actually ganged up on me at the North South 100. I'm not going to say who. But four drivers and three crew guys, I was going seven-on-one like LeBron in the NBA Finals, all simultaneously angry with me over the JRI Shocks Top 25. I did what I always do. I get my phone out. We brought the Top 25 up. We debated it a little, and then turned. they end up saying there, and they go, you know, you're probably about 90% right. I'm like... <laughs> 90%? I mean, 90% is unreal. I'm thrilled with 90%. What a number. You should be patting me on the back. Anyways, here's our pre-Mansfield edition of the JRI Shocks. Top 25, no surprise. I think Brandon Shepard holds on to that number one spot. Nine first-place votes. I'm interested in this. The only other guy that got a first-place vote was Mike Marler uh, in the four-hole, and he climbs four spots. And look at that, though. That means he wasn't high on a lot of guys' polls, but he was on one poll enough to drag him up to the four spot. So Mikey gets that first place vote. Owens and Shirley lock in at six and seven. Moran, Pearson, and Bab round out the top ten. Eleven through twenty. I kind of thought this was interesting through the middle. One, two, three, four, five guys in a row rise up five spots from Pierce to Don O'Neill. And poor Hudson O'Neill certainly deserves to be in the top ten, uh, top twelve, but he's just going to keep falling because he's not going to race the remainder of the year. Of course, Ricky Thornton Jr. will take that ride over. We found that out this week that RTJ, Ricky Thornton, will be driving that Todd Burns car the rest of the year starting this weekend at Mansfield, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Hudson at that uh, fifth, uh, down to the 18th spot. Turn, give me the last uh, last five or six, I should say. Six, yeah. And uh, we had a couple of the newbies as well. Yeah, we have uh, Zach Dome, Shane Clanton, Billy Moyer. Uh, not a lot of movement down in here, but tying for 25th, we've got uh, Max Blair and Chase Younghands. Younghand picking up the... Uh, the outlaw win this week, this past weekend. I'm still upset about the rusty scissors. I feel like they used to cut his crew guy, Corey <laughs> Richmond's hair. I don't love that. I think they should have known it was coming and had a pair hanging in the outlaw hauler. Quite honestly, that yeah. is a look at the JRI shocks top 25. We've got a lot to get to tonight. So let's not, as my mother would say, you've met my mom turn. Let's not dilly dally. You ever heard the term dilly dally? I have from I have. me. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Joining me on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline to preview the Dirt Million this weekend at Mansfield is event promoter and friend of the program, Cody Summer, who, along with his entire team, is getting geared up for what really is a historic weekend. Listen, I, I know the racing world has been busy all over America. I know that. Guys are tired right now, but let's not lose sight of the fact that this weekend at Mansfield is historic. I mean, it's the second highest paying race of all time. Cody, I think you and your entire team have done a really good job through social media of explaining how the Dirt Million works. We aired the explainer video earlier, where you got the concept and all that. We might touch on a little bit of that in this interview. But tell me from your perspective, we are now in the week of the event. What are the final preparations, the final things that you guys are doing is the entire Dirt Late Model world is about to have its eyes on your racetrack, Cody? Well, there's a lot uh, that we're doing, and there's a lot going on on, on top of uh, I've been battling a cold, actually. So uh, <laughs> We're not going to hold it against you. Up. We're not going to hold the voice against you. Don't worry. Yeah, um, but no, seriously, um, not honest when I say this, but I, I feel like the Dirt Million um, has created and required more work than anything I've ever done. That, that includes the Dome, which, as everybody knows, is, is a really – massive undertaking and process but i think that 
the Dirt Million with its unique concept. And, of course, uh, let's not forget that Mansfield Motor Speedway is, is less than two years old uh, practically with the fact that we just took it back to dirt a little over a year ago. So there's still a lot of things that when you, you have a brand-new venue and a brand-new major event that has to happen, you know, things – Things like fencing, uh, we put in a new hillside seating area in one and two, and uh, 300 new campsites that that really didn't exist um, before. So, um, you know, and, and then on top of it, just the unique things with the event, such as coordinating and preparing things like uh, the tires and the fuel and the pit passes and things that fans have bought on DirtMillion.com and, and coordinating with those vendors, making sure that those items are they'll be here on site for the race teams. So just a lot of different things. I gave you a heads up a little bit that we were going to have a very real and candid interview tonight. And you and I are at that level where we can do that. The name Million, it obviously means something in our sport, particularly because of the Eldora Million that Earl put on back in the day. And you obviously had a little different take on the word the Million, with shooting not only for the million-dollar purse, but we're an event where fans can have such a huge interaction and be part of it. As we sit here the week of, you and I, can, again, can be candid with each other. It doesn't look like we're going to get to a million. Who knows? Who the, who the hell knows? Maybe we end up will, but it doesn't look like we're going to get to a million. You and I both think it's definitely going to shoot up from where it's at now. I have no doubt about that, but not to a million. So give me your take on that. I know you've been asked that question a lot the last week or two, and just sort of your opinion on the name The Million with not quite getting there and just where the purse currently sits. I, I kind of think I know what you think, and I'd like to hear your answer on that. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a very interesting topic, honestly. You know, I was thinking about it the other day, and um, it's been brought up a lot here recently, probably really honestly one because the events around the corner but also i think part of the reason it's being brought up a lot is because it didn't get to a million so of course people are going to want to talk about that and you know what's funny is what i was thinking about the other day is uh i i feel like doubtful commentary of naysayers seems to follow me i don't know if it's just <laughs> me or or whatever and i'm not saying that what you're saying is um uh naysaying it at all you're just you're just pointing out the word and how it's been brought up a lot but just in general this topic's been coming up a lot and and i don't get it because i think people need to realize this event was designed originally to help the sport race teams get fans involved um sponsors and create the largest paying event in the sport and guess what we're doing that anyway million or not it's still the current and i say current um highest paying event in the sport and it will go down as the second biggest of all time to date so uh, if anyone wants to feel bad about not getting to a million and therefore the word million or or even make jokes about it they probably need to find another career hobby because racing for two hundred thousand dollars and 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 possibly four thousand to start or even more i believe that's something special and i've said this before i believe our sport deserves a million dollar goal and and definitely don't have regrets of setting the bar high. I'm the type of guy that, that does that. I, I like to set the bar as high as I possibly can. And, um, you know, for the record, that ticker's still ticking anyway. 
I will uh, I will back you up on one thing here completely that if we're going to complain about races that pay $200,000 to win and four or 5,000 to start, we probably need to stop racing, right? Like I I'm not like trying to just hop on the Cody Summer bandwagon with this point, but I'm like I I had somebody an industry I would call insider reach out to me and say, "Yes, yeah, so you and I talked about this. Somebody was complaining to me and this guy, I would call this guy somewhat cynical and he's like, "How the hell are we going to complain about a race that could pay 200,000 to win and 5,000 to start?" You don't have to go on and on about that, Cody, but you're kind of, that's the point you're making, right? You kind of throw your hands Absolutely. up a little bit I mean, at that, right? <laughs> right, uh, right. I mean, uh, I guess the, here's one way to look at it. Don't be, don't be mad at a guy for, for swinging for the fences, but then also be mad when they're not scoring home runs. Right. And at the end of the day, you've got to set your, your bar high and, and you have to set your goals high. Otherwise, you really make no movement. And in a sport that I believe needs movement, um, I, I, I'm all about million and I'm all about setting that bar there. Let's keep the candid interview and the trend going here. I think if someone was going to run into Cody summer at a dirt track event or better yet to see you on the street, they'd say, you know what? This guy's corporate. This guy's buttoned up. He's got a suit and tie on, but I have, I mean, I have seen you at events. I have seen you pre days. I mean, you and I are in St. Louis for a week. We both get there so early. I know better than that. I know your background. I know that I call you a grinder. You are a grinder. You're building things. You're grading. You're super hands-on in every way. You're quite honestly, you're dirty as hell at the end of the night. There, I'm just gonna say it. You're covered. You're usually sweaty and covered in dirt. I know you've taken that approach with the racetrack itself. I want to talk about at Mansfield too. There's no secret that dirt at Mansfield, that surface at Mansfield, people have some questions about that too. You've had to work, work, work to get that racing surface to your liking. Where would you say it is at right now, and what do you think people can expect from the racing and the surface at Mansfield this weekend? Well, let me say this first is, you know, I'm much like a lot of uh, corporate people. I'll use that word that you used. I gravitate as a business owner to where my business needs me the most. And whether that's cleaning toilets, working on a racetrack, or in the office, it doesn't matter. I'm willing to do it all, and I've done it all. I'll do it again and again if I need to. That being said, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that we've had our ups and downs on the racetrack side of things. I don't think we get enough credit on the ups, but I also know that in the world we live in today, that's kind of how it works. You're not going to get patted in the back when you have a great track or a great show, but you're definitely going to hear it when you have a bad track or a bad show. Um, You know, I feel like uh, going back on your, your corporate and all that, I, I feel like for me, a lot of people are starting to realize that um, I am very hands-on. And, and I guess I just want to make it clear that I've been working on that racetrack a lot, um, knowing that it's going to be extremely important for this event and for Mansfield Motor Speedway. Um, then, then, again, I, I think it's safe to say that I've put more laps around Mansfield Motor Speedway in its year-and-a-half's existence than anybody else. Um, for one, but you know, whether it be a grader, a tractor, water truck, it don't matter. You know, I can, I can tell you this much about this weekend. I think people can expect something different than what they've seen here before, especially with late models. If I had a prediction, um, I'd say if there's an aggressive driver or team out there, I'd tell them to probably pack a couple extra spoiler braces, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Ooh, a turn. That's a teaser in the business. I we like call it. that a teaser <laughs> yes. right there, turn. You've made such a splash with the dome and the way you've done it 
from a fan's perspective. The driver's intros, the pyro, it's just got such a stadium and super cross feel to it. Can we expect some of that this weekend? I know it's different with an outdoor venue than with an indoor venue and the jumbotrons and everything, but that'll also be part of this. I'm guessing you want to work that kind of stuff into the Dirt Million also. Absolutely. I've always said I think eventually people with moments and memories that they just can't forget. I mean, I literally think about that every time when starting to plan an event or we get close to it. So it's always going to be about uh, the atmosphere, the environment, the energy, electricity, whatever you want to call it. And I believe that the greater magnitude of an event, the greater that energy should be. So, yes, I mean, we're going to have those types of things. Um, I don't, I don't know that, uh, we'll be able to match that environment in the dome and that's <laughs> kind of its own unique thing, but I can tell you, uh, definitely going to give it our best shot this weekend. I mean, we have more pyro planned than we've ever had for a single event here and we have driver introductions planned as well. So a lot of coordination and a lot of those types of things are, are all a part of the dirt million and, in an event of this magnitude. Yeah, I'm going to flat out ask you this, and you might not be able to answer or you might not want to answer, but do you have a guess or a hope what the winner's purse and starting purse will be on Saturday? I have a guess of where I think it'll be, but I wanted to see, maybe if you just answer that question, do you have a hunch of where this thing will end up? Man, that's the first time someone's asked me that question, actually. I can can feel the sarcasm dripping from your voice all the way from Ohio. I think... I think that the beauty is uh, that we we are wondering. That's that's the beauty about I this agree. event. I agree. It's undoubtedly going to be uh, a topic of conversation for the next several days. I mean, not even just at the racetrack, but I'm talking as people are driving here, you know, tomorrow and the next day, and moving in and coming in. And it's just that's that's what makes it so neat is we don't really know. And you know, that being said, I think a lot of people are expecting the winner's share to reach two hundred thousand and. And that would make it 4000 to start. And I think the question really at this point for people is, is it going to go much higher than that? I think uh, that's really what a lot of people – so am I giving you my prediction? Not necessarily. I guess I'm more giving you the averages of what everybody else around me believes and thinks. Probably I think we should expect to probably land around that 200000 4000 to start. But I think there's a possibility that it could go above and beyond that. We're just going to have to find out. Turn, that's why they call me the Walter Cronkite of dirt late model racing is because I ask the hard-hitting questions to Cody Summer, like, what will the event pay? So that's, that's really, Turn, how you become mm-hmm. such a respected big J journalist. <laughs> the last couple things, Cody, you had your Sprint Car World Championships back in April, $100,000 to win. You were very blessed with a last lap, last corner pass for $100,000. I think we kind of call that a best scenario for an event, a best situation that's about perfect. Paint the best case scenario for me for your perspective of the Dirt Million weekend. What, what is that best scenario? We kind of know what it was for the sprint car race. What do you think this weekend? And maybe it's not just the racing. Maybe it's something else. What all goes into it? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, as with any event, just a smooth and safe show. That would be a good scenario, best case scenario. But, I mean, in reality, our late model shows at Mansfield have have in my opinion, been okay. There's been some passing for the lead and all that, but we've also had the last two Lucas shows we've had, the, the race winner checked out. There was some great racing for second, third, fourth, and fifth. Great racing. But we haven't had a battle. So if I had to, you know, make it a one-word response for you, I would say a battle. And, you know, that doesn't mean a last corner, last lap pass, but 
you know, if you're sitting there on lap 90 and you're not sure who's going to win this race, I think that's a, a great scenario to be in for the Dirt Million that, you know, tend to go and they're still shaking it up. I think, uh, you know, a battle for that much money is, is really what's going to make it, um, you know, a great event. I mean, we've we've had a lot of, you know, we've had less than probably 10 silver cell races. We've had two that were one off the, off the last corner of turn four, and we probably had another four or five that there was a pass more than halfway to go, halfway down for the win. So, I mean, we've got great racing. We just haven't had that for late models yet. And I feel like this weekend we're going to see it between, you know, two preliminary main events on Friday and then Saturday, of course. I think we've got three great opportunities with some of the best race car drivers in the country. So battle is the word I would use quick hitters to finish it of course most people do know i think they may not the prison where they filmed the movie shawshank redemption is a stone's throw from the racetrack we're going to show it later i mean it is super close first quick hitter have you ever been to the shawshank prison and should people go if they've not been uh no i have not been unfortunately i feel like every time i'm eating a lot back and forth from charlotte to here so when i'm here i'm kind of just like you know, grinding it out hard. So I don't really have a lot of free time, but I have heard nothing but amazing things about it. And I can tell you it is definitely part of the DNA of Mansfield, Ohio. You can see it from the racetrack and it's literally, uh, this whole community is about Shawshank. And so I would definitely, definitely recommend it for sure. Second one, best restaurant stop in Mansfield uh, for fans that are coming in. I know you probably, I've seen you there. You're in the shop the whole time. You're grinding. Jacob's cooking. Things are going on. I don't even know if you get out to restaurants, but give me a restaurant or two that we should check out while we're in Mansfield. Oh, I mean, there's, if you're looking for local, uh, just just into downtown, which is not far from the racetrack at all. Right up 13, there's a couple of local options with Uncle John's and uh, the City Grill. Those are both great options. And, of course, if you're wanting just more of a chain or, or something like that, you can get into that Ontario area, and there's pretty much anything and everything there. So all of it's real close to the racetrack. Uncle John's turn will be there this week. Last one, what kind of, and you can't see me, I'm doing air quotes, for the fan kind of things will there be this weekend? I know you've got a lot going on around the grounds and things like that. There's fan stuff. What kind of fan stuff will we see? Let me say this. For one, the Dirt Million is all about for the fan in general. But if I had to say that there was, you know, one big thing, I think that not not really anybody's talking about it, but I think after the fact they will is the Friday night draw party and the, the party we're going to have Friday night after those prelims. You know, this is going to be where the top four finishers from each main event on Friday redraw for the dash and the top eight starting spots and, and how that finishes out. So I think that that'll be a fun event for the fans. It'll be a unique perspective, you know, to be up close and personal with the drivers and, and the top eight drivers for the weekend as of Friday. And that is, give us the logistics again on when and where that is. So it's, it's literally immediately after the second um, dual main event on Friday in the concourse, we have live music, band stage. It's, you know, there's no cost or anything, um, but you know, our bars will be open for, for the entire night. We'll have that live music and those drivers, they all come to the stage they're required to to do a redraw 
for so the top four drivers from each main event so eight drivers total redraw for their dash starting position so obviously a lot of people are going to be hoping to draw the one or a two to start on the front row of the dash on saturday so it's very meaningful for those eight drivers and it's involving the fans right in front of them in our main concourse right behind our grandstand turn i know i've used this phrase a few times but when it's this big it bears repeating the second highest paying dirt late model race of all time ever is this weekend in mansfield ohio mansfield motor speedway for the inaugural dirt million if it were being held today be just north of one hundred eighty six thousand dollars to win and thirty seven hundred dollars to start that number is only likely to grow as we approach saturday night the major players of the dirt late model world will be in the Buckeye State on Saturday night. And if you're a fan, I know there are a ton of you and a ton of fans in that area, get to the racetrack. But if you're far away, buy the pay-per-view where a portion of every pay-per-view purchase goes to the purse. Cody, I think everybody is really excited to get there this weekend and see what Mansfield is all about, just the gorgeousness of the facility if they've never been. I know that our team is. A lot of our team has not been there. The weather looks tremendous in the 70s, which you cannot ask for better you could use a good piece of weather, by the way. Don't you think the weather hands that you've been dealt in your short time at Mansfield, don't you feel like you're owed a good weather weekend? Oh, gosh, I'm always dodging weather. <laughs> I feel like I've got you know, a monkey on my back. But, you know, it does look good, and, and I try not to pay too much attention to it. It just drives you crazy. But, one you one know. promoter told me the reason that you get bad weather for Mansfield is because you have the one guaranteed non-rain out of the year in December, he told me. So. <laughs> I've, I've heard people say that. You know, I have heard people say that. So I have to deal with it. All right. Good luck this weekend, man, and we'll see you tomorrow, bud. Thank you, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Taryn, we are going to take another break here on Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Thank you so much for Cody for calling in. Very honest, man. Very honest, very open interview about the track conditions, the purse, the name, and everything with it. So we're going to be back after this. We're talking more Shawshank when we get back. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. has franchised for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin. Late Model Race in Australia, this is a really cool deal that they put on, and uh, we're just having a blast parking by my bud here, Ryan. Uh, it's, just, it's just a really fun time. It just keeps growing, so I can't see why, why next year wouldn't be any bigger. Meanwhile, two to go, and it's all Jason Fitzgerald and Tyler Ramp. Flying job, Ramp. Can he pull it right? Yes, he can. Back to the race lead. And wins. And takes the win. Hell, I think there was, what, 29, 30 cars at, at every show, and that, that was way better than last year, so... Never know when we get back next year, there might be 50. 
best dirt race in the world is only at Eldora. It's the 48th annual World 100. Witness dirt late model superstars battling for $51,000 to win. One giant weekend of camping, music, parties, and the nation's greatest dirt racing. And it's only at Eldora Speedway, located on Ohio State Route 118, just north of Rossburg. Get your tickets now at EldoraSpeedway.com. The World 100. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, September 6th, 7th, and 8th. Only at Eldora Speedway. Ohio State Route 118, Rossburg. So when Andrew Dufresne came to me in 1949 and asked me to smuggle Rita Hayworth into the prison for him, I told him, no problem. It is the perfect movie, Turn. The perfect movie. I loved Forrest Gump. I loved it. Shawshank got robbed that year, though, on Best Picture. Both great movies. Shawshank was better. Just to illustrate how close this is to the track, Turn, dial up uh, the Google Maps image. So the racetrack there on the northern part there, the red circle, the prison there on the south. Of course, there's actually an operating prison there right next to it now as well. It looks farther away there than it is. Turn can vouch for this. From the tower at Mansfield, you clearly see the prison, can't you, Turn? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's very, very close. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping we have a little extra time to go check it out this weekend. I don't know. I don't know if I will allow such things or uh, not. I don't know if I'll allow. But you got to, like, I think what Cody said was cool. It is woven into the DNA of Mansfield, the Shawshank Prison. It is one of the greatest movies ever made. There's no debate about that. Scholars, dirt late model experts all agree. Turn Or my both. I'm both. Turn. Uh, scholar and a dirt late model expert. I think we are hanging with the Shawshank theme, and I like where Turn went with this tonight for this week's Turn's Turn. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I need some new dance moves, but I'm kind of limited. Why don't you I'm have your girlfriend Tara help you with some dance moves? Why don't, don't you have her give you something? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Let's, I mean, let's maybe take a dance class. Ooh, I like that for a segment. You taking a dance class? <laughs> I do not yep, like. that I love idea. it. I love it. We're doing I, that. We are doing that. Turn will be taking a dance class. All right. All right. Let's talk. Stop talking about dancing and uh, keeping keeping with the Shawshank theme here. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. It actually is my favorite movie. So I definitely want to go there this weekend. And I was thinking, how do we tie this in with late model racing? Other than the fact that it's close to a late model track well, dirt track in general. So I was thinking Andy Dufresne was a smart guy. If you've ever seen the movie, he did everything meticulously and made sure that, you know, he had his plan all laid out. Long to game. Played yes. the long game. Played yeah. the long game. So, I mean, like, 20 years yeah, or 30 know, years. Not or all by like choice, that. but yeah. yeah. Played the long right. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, I'm like, who in the dirt late model community could have pulled off an escape out of Shawshank prison? Prison. So I thought, you know, you got to think of a smart guy. Yep. You, you got to think of uh, somebody who knows, you know, a general knowledge of architecture and how buildings are built and where everything is laid. Perhaps an engineer. Yeah. Perhaps <laughs> an engineer. So. I decided to go with one of the brightest minds in dirt late model racing, 
How about, how about Kevin Rumley? I think, uh, I think if he was locked up in Shawshank for something he didn't do, he could make the escape and, uh, and crawl through the, what was it, 500 yards of foul-smelling shit I can't even imagine. There, there I is. said it. I had to say it. I had to say so, it. So I, uh, I think Rumley would be our guy. Put that picture back up of Rumley, by the way. If you don't know, that's the scene where Tin Robbins gets, finally escapes and goes out. Um, and, and I think my guess is that um, he was he was put in prison for the device turn. He was actually they yeah, placed him <laughs> in prison for the device is what it was. I, I like that. I like that a lot. We actually got to think it through. We threw it out in our Slack channel and said, "Hey, um, if there was a red, who would be red? Who's a guy that knows how to get things?" We had some good suggestions. I thought Kelly Carlton said Barry Wright was a good one. Yeah, he might be go. red. The suspenders, little <laughs> older guy. I like that, too. Uh, that, that was good. I like that a lot, Turn. We are Shawshank heavy in this show. We were off last week. There was no pick from Derek. He's stumbling back to you, Turn, though. I know. He's stumbling back to you. Let's see what he's got this week pre-Mansfield. Swam's Lock of the Week. Oh, boy. My record falls to 9-8. and eight, But never fear, D-Swab Nation. I'm not going anywhere. This week, and I'm taking my talents to Mansfield, Ohio, for the dirt million the nation's best will be in the house but there's only one driver you can pick here sure he let me down at the north south 100 but this is the second highest paying race in dirt late model history give me big race scott bloomquist to pick up the win saturday night i mean he has eight dream wins two dirt track world championship victories that paid 100 grand so this one is a no-brainer. Bloomer Nation celebrates at Mansfield, and that's Suave's Lock of the Week. This is such an awesome day. New year, but the same old Suave. So give me the green light. Because I'm ready to go. Oh, he's coming back to you, Turn. He's 9-8 and eight right now. And I think this is the big week. If he falls back to 500, he's like a poker player on tilt to me. He's done if it gets – because he was, what, four games over at one point, right? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was yeah, like four or five yeah. games to the good. See, here's what I think is going on. I think that he is using the strategy. He's just going to pick Bloomquist for every race now. Yeah, well, it's and, not a bad and he's strategy. Got, and he's got a good <laughs> chance at winning every one of them. So. We will see what happens. We'll be back after one final commercial break where I love my notes tonight. Let's just put it this way. I'm talking about Bart Hartman in my notes tonight. Ugh. Late model junkies, get on board. Bart Hartman, we'll be back after our final break. Is your company looking to reach more racers and businesses? Is your race team unable to attend that important trade show? If so, now is the time to join The Drive, poised to revolutionize the trade show experience through its virtual and mobile-friendly platform. The Direct Racing Industry Virtual Expo is set to air live November 8th through the 10th, 2018. The Drive is free of charge and features virtual booths filled with photos, videos, live chat and much more from many industry leading companies to attend the drive free of charge or to register as an exhibitor visit us at thedriveexpo.com
number one, their quality second to none. Number two, their service is outstanding. And number three, they are on the leading edge of piston ring technology all the time. They supply rings to the best racers in motorsports, all levels. Josh Richards in a backup car comes on the tail to win tonight at Golden Isles. Who's it going to be at the line? Oh, no! I have no idea, but it looks like Shepard won! And Brandon Shepard, your new leader. Checkered flag awaits. Here comes then, but Shepard will lead his flock to the promised land. He'll win at Volusia. When the Dirt on Dirt production trailer rolls into Mansfield Motor Speedway this weekend, it'll be pulled by the official live production vehicle at DirtOnDirt.com, our Mark Martin automotive truck. And I'm, I am not BSing. Turn, I'm just going to say it. Turn, I'm going to say it. I'm not bullshitting when I say this. You need a truck, you need a car, and you're thinking, well, Mark Martin Automotive's in Batesville. How is this going to work? It's simple. Not only are their rates the best, but they will ship a vehicle to you or they will pick you up at the airport if you fly into Arkansas Head to markmartinautomotive.com for the details and turn. Remember my deal. If you can show me that you have bought, and from now forward, not, not in the past 10 years ago, a vehicle from Mark Martin Automotive, I will give you a lifetime subscription free forever. Wow. To Dirt on... Wow, Dirt likes wow. it. Free forever to DirtOnDirt.com, markmartinautomotive.com, and I still don't have my bouncing white ball. Uh, you got you got Truex editing too many videos. I don't know what you want me to tell you. A note before we wrap up the show tonight. In an era where all I hear is, you know what? No tracks ever work together. Nobody works together. A shout out to not only three tracks, but three series in November. God, we're talking November already. It looked like there was going to be some races on the schedule on top of each other. It's Screvin, Lancaster, and Cherokee. Cooler and smarter heads prevailed, and instead of conflicting races, we got a nice three-race weekend now. November 16th at Screvin for 5000 the Ultimate Series. November 17th at Lancaster for 10000 the Southern All-Star Series. And November 18th at Cherokee for 10000 the Carolina Clash Series. Wanted to make a note, three tracks, three series, three series directors working together instead of working apart. More. More, turn. You know what's better than a little? More. More. Some is more. More is better than some, Turn. More of that. More you can work. have a lot and still have Let's more. Let's have a lot of working together. <laughs> I would absolutely love it. Let's finish strong. Five to go. Number five, sort of an odd weekend where there's only one big race that there isn't a few more, you know, little 10,000s to win. But that's the case this weekend. There's the Dirt Million and then several four and 5,000 to win shows. Actually, that could do pretty well, though. First up, Lake Cumberland Speedway in Kentucky, the Harold Hargrove Memorial, $5,022 to win, making it the highest-paying non-Mansfield race of the weekend. Now listen, turn. Now listen. There will be a group of guys who simply don't want to take on that heat at Mansfield and scatter to the races like that. And also, Lake Cumberland has been great in the direction of Brandon Hargrove. How about Michael Chilton? Sneaks into the lake and gets a win. Skylar Marler I thought about, too, but I'm going to go Michael Chilton at Lake Cumberland this weekend. Number four, head south for our next 5,000 to win. It's Smoky Mountain, one of those tracks that's been just cursed by weather this year. Roger Sellers and the Moseses and their bunch will try to beat the rain this time for a Southern All-Stars race, 5,000 to win Saturday night. Remember, they lost their original World of Outlaws race. 
They lost their Lucas race. They lost their Spring Nationals race. And the only one they did get in was a Southern All-Star show back in June. That series is back. Tommy Kerr won. Won't be Tommy this time. I like D-Mac, Donald McIntosh for the victory at the mountain. Number three, let's go a little further south. Sonoya Raceway in the Peach State, where Kelly Carlton's Ultimate Series will be on a slippery 3-8 mile grade gumbo track for 4,000 to win. This is another one of those interesting ones in that I don't know if Madden and Clanton are going to Mansfield, which means you could have a neat little mini outlaw showdown down there at Sonoya. Ultimate's supposed to be there back in April, but they rained out. And hold tight, because this is my favorite prediction of the year. The last time we saw the Ultimate Race Series race, Clint Smith won at Dixie. I think the Cat goes back-to-back on tour in his hometown of Sonoya. The shop's like three minutes from the track. Cat wins at Sonoya. Number two, Mansfield steals the headlines in the Buckeye State. But Moeller Raceway Park will do a little racing this weekend as well. The Ike Moeller Memorial, 3,000 to win Friday night. And a show that was supposed to run this past weekend. Turn, let me get cheap for a second here when it comes to Moeller. I'm going the suave route. I'm going to say, you know what? Lock of the week, Conley. A. Conley, one of them, wins Friday night at Moeller. It's weak, isn't it, Turn? Yeah. That's a lock. One Conley will win Moeller. And number one, want to hit it one more time so you don't forget the second highest paying dirt late model race in the history of our sport happens this weekend in Mansfield, Ohio, the inaugural Dirt Million. My prediction, it's going to be over 200000 to win and pushing 5000 to start, which would be a couple of nuts numbers much like the dome in december i think you're going to see a ton of social media engagement cody's events are always built around that turn this is where i make my dirt million prediction you see that guy on screen i do get ready i'm gonna go off the grid a bit earl pearson jr finds the bottom at mansfield and wins on saturday night lock it up that is my prediction and that was five to go i obviously thought it was fair to plug the million one more time uh, that's why I put it number one. There's also just not a ton of high-dollar dirt late model races this week. In the Mississippi State Challenge Series has a 2,000 and 2,500 to win at Hattiesburg and Magnolia. That could be fun down there at Johnny's Track. But otherwise, it's somewhat void out there, which could make all those races I just mentioned even better because there's not a lot of places to race. Speaking of, shameless plugs turn. Like I said, not a ton of coverage this weekend, but we've got it from a few spots. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dirt Million, obviously, will have that thing covered from top to bottom and will be live. So make sure you order your uh, your packages in the upper right-hand corner. Packages. Packages. Other than uh, other than the million, we also have Iron Man at Lake Cumberland and Southern All-Stars at Smoky Mountain. Happy to cover both those other two. Chris Tilly, I know, uh, was going to love being there to support him at Lake Cumberland. And uh, his family, the Hargrove family, was tied in with him and uh, get down to Smoky Mountain as well. We're working on some others, too, believe me. It's just... It's that time of year with school and, gra- and not graduations. That'd be a hell of a thing. Football. School and football. And just the end of the summer, it's tough right now staffing-wise, and we're going to do our best. Obviously, the Dirt Million also, uh, that's a big thing. Uh, pay-per-views, of course, every lap this weekend. Watch every lap of the Dirt Million. And when you buy it, a piece of that money goes to the purse. You watch the ticker raise and rise with your purchases. Of course, though, <clears throat> let me clear my throat, too. After the Dirt Million, it's still, I mean... You know, there's a lot of big races. There's a lot of big things, but there is only one World 100. We will be live again at Eldora in our partnership with EldoraSpeedway.com. The incomparable World 100, I think, will be the biggest World 100 ever this year, just from a sheer magnitude of event standpoint. 
the World 100 is coming up in just three weeks. Turn hard to believe the weekend after that. We have the first two nights of the Lucas Oil Late Model Knoxville Nationals live at DirtOnDirt.com. The final night, of course, on LOR TV. And on uh, one week later, we will have Saturday night. First time ever, the Jackson 100 will be live at DirtOnDirt.com. Turn, are you ready for that run? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm all, I had a couple weeks off, got to sit back, watch the highlights from Florence, and uh, now I'm ready to go. Ready to rip. Too much time off. He's kind of slow coming Uh back into it. Uh Uh, Big note section tonight. Of course, I mentioned Shawshank. We've talked about it a ton. We're going to try to get out there for a suave on the street. I don't know what they will let us film and what they won't. We're going to find out. Going to try to get there for suave on the street. Turn the million reward points. These are the final standings, by the way. These four guys are locked into the dirt million. Max Blair, the winner. Look at that. Congratulations to Max. Scott Bloomquist, Bobby Pearson, maybe one of the stories of the year. Local Benjamin Mott gets a guaranteed probably four or $4,500 to $5,000 guaranteed starting spot of the dirt million. Kudos to Benjamin Mott for pulling that off. That is badass. Yep, very Blair, cool. Bloomer, Pierce, and Mott are locked in to Saturday's finale. A couple notes from the Outlaws weekend. Rick Ecker, we found out, officially done with his car owner, Paul Crowell, at the end of the year. He still wants to run the world of Outlaws, he told Kevin Kovac. Um, he still owns his own hauler, I believe, but uh, some of the other parts are not his. So bummed out about that. Eckert's uh, run with Crowell will come to an end at the end of the season. Kudos to a couple tracks. I mentioned PRP and Port Royal for pushing through the rain this weekend. Tracks don't get enough credit for that when they get the show done. Portsmouth and Port Royal well done this past weekend. Here's my Bart Hartman note I'm excited about. So Dan Stone, uh, the Pennsylvania driver, was back in the Superduce car for the first time this year. The motor in that car turn was the one Bart Hartman won the World 100 in nearly a decade ago. So Bart Hartman, World 100 winner, dominated the field that night. That Cornette motor was in the Superduce number two of Dan Stone this weekend. That's pretty badass. You don't see that very often. Bart, of course, doesn't race anymore, so a piece of the Bart man lives on. How about these asphalt tracks wanting to go dirt all of a sudden? Of course, I-70 near Kansas City, a legendary track over there. They're going to revamp that and turn it into a dirt track. Greenville Pickens and Lonesome Lonesome Pine, I think, is closer. Greenville Pickens still talking about doing it as well, a legendary asphalt track. There's three asphalt tracks discussing, like Mansfield did, converting to dirt turn. What do you make about that? You're a former big-time NASCAR guy. What's going on with all these asphalt tracks coming on board? Well, I mean, the... uh... The the big event track, uh, big events on dirt are drawing the crowds right now. That's it, huh? Yeah, that, I guess so. We will see how that plays out if all three come to fruition as dirt tracks. But that's pretty cool. I thought that's in the news. And turn, we got a pet raccoon. You yep. know how like news stations end their shows with water skiing squirrel always. Yeah. We are ending our show with David Sievers, of course, who won a big race earlier this year from Tennessee. <laughs> Him and his wife have a pet raccoon. Turn, you know what? You sent me a note on this. Yeah. I'm going to look this up real quick because you sent me this note. Where is it? It's right here. Uh, David Sieber's wife, Suzanne, got this raccoon. His name is Vinny Turn. Four months ago as a baby, they've been bringing it to the races, and they had Florence the one night David ran the north-south. How, look, I mean, Turn, he's cute. Yeah, he's cute. They said, uh, I think they said in there that when he gets tired, he's a little hard to handle. So. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. <laughs> the majority of our staff will be in Mansfield, Ohio this weekend for the Dirt Million, and I did want to hit on it again. This particular pay-per-view isn't just about buying a race and watching it, but a piece of your purchase goes directly to the purse. You buy, it applies, and it can raise the bar pretty quickly if it adds up. So. I like that this weekend. You are the fan. You, the fan, are really going to be tied in with this thing. You're going to be woven into the fabric of it pretty closely. You have the ability 
to directly impact how much your favorite driver will be racing for. And at least for this one event, I don't think it works for every event. That's a pretty cool concept. Turn, what's the line, um, by the way, from Spider-Man? With great power comes great responsibility. Our fans have the power and the responsibility this weekend. And I'll just leave you with this. I asked one driver, I said, just how big would this be this weekend? If you, I said, if you could win this thing. And he said, without batting an eye, forget making one year. It could potentially make two seasons for a team financially. That's how impactful it could be. And I think that says it all. For Michael Reiners, for Derek Kessinger, and the rest of the Dirt on Dirt gang, this weekend, I'm Michael Rigsby. And this weekend, we will see you from the inaugural Dirt Million in Mansfield, Ohio. You've been watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. <laughs>